0: So, can you hear me now?
1: Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, my
0: goodness. What a start to the day. Mouse not working and then the mic keeps cutting in and out. So, I've got this. So, if if I disappear, I'll just go like this.
1: Okay. And you can
0: talk to the dog.
1: Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well. We're all back. It's all good.
1: We are. What a week. What a week. Another crazy week in the world stage. and uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's uh, so Russia has begun to invade Ru- Ukraine and um, it brings it, it brings a whole lot of things to light like you know now we're really seeing what losing your freedom means if you ask me you oh
0: know? no I know and I that's what I was annoyed. Uh, like just this whole thing about oppression and losing your freedom and all this and that I was like so upset with that because of the way my parents had yeah. to leave Estonia when uh, the Russians took over Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, the Baltic stakes during the second world war, my parents, you see these people leaving with suitcases? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my parents had to do. They had
1: to leave everything it's behind ha- and leave their homeland. It's heartbreaking to watch live on TV and, and, yeah. and it's a total different war right now because mm-hmm. of social media. Like yeah. we are witnessing this like a lot Like a lot more like, you know, back in World War II, you were here on your little continent and everything was going on over there and you were not made aware as much as yeah, there were the news, but there was the news. But you know, it's nothing like it is now because we're seeing it live from the ground we're seeing um, Ukrainian people post videos. Like I saw a video of this woman, she walked to a, a soldier and she's telling them, you know, go away. You know, what are you doing? This is not your land. Get, a, you know, go home and you know, leave us alone. And uh, she's being threatened by these soldiers, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm watching this video. I'm terrified that she's going to get shot right there on the spot, right? Like, anyways it's, it's
0: well i've uh, i've got very... uh, my the biography of my dad he wrote his biography and my mother's got hers written by my sister and i mean what they went through is pretty well what's happening now but of course at the time there was no social media so right now my mother it's really uh, traumatic for her because she was watching the news the other day and she was saying that she was hearing the bombs go off and the mm. sirens and it brought her right back to the days that they were Evacuating again because when Russia yeah. took over the Baltic states, they had to leave, and you know their journey from Estonia to England—it was awful. They were eleven years old, yeah, when they had to leave, yeah, it and
1: would it was have PTSD for sure. Like yeah, uh...
0: yeah, and she's having it right now, watching mm. all this.
1: Mm. It's uh, it's hard to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure where it's going. I I, um, know that there are supposed to be talks today. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But uh... all because
0: uh, because of one person that wants Russia back to being the almighty
1: power. Like, yeah. And it's that's that's the tricky part. Right. It's like um, you can't let him have Ukraine. You uh -uh. can't. If you let him have Ukraine, that's it. He's going to go for Poland. He's going to go for Well, he's um, going to, my whatever he's you know?
0: he's going to go back and try and get the Baltic States again of after course. this. And they've been independent for many years. I actually went back to Estonia in the year 2000, and yeah. they've been independent for a few years. But Russia had done, they'd done a lot of damage trying to, you know, mm. get the country mm-hmm. and keep it and whatever. But
1: uh, yeah. yeah, it's scary, very scary. Very, very scary. Anyways, we'll see where that goes. Well, then... what's
0: what's scary is if he puts that finger on the uh, nuclear bomb
1: button, that is scary. Yeah, and he was saying yesterday that it's on high alert. Yeah, and and Kelly um, Bergeron, who's our our guest today, um, she's in tech, so maybe I'll ask her this question because I had a question about nuclear arsenal and about um, anonymous how they've been hacking into uh, the Russian system. So I'm gonna bring her in. She's not here to talk about that, but <laughs> that, that's my well, first question this morning. <laughs> and we should let her.
0: We should let Kelly introduce herself. Kelly Good, morning.
2: Does... Good morning. Good morning. How's yeah. it going?
1: Oh, I'm, we're okay. We're hanging in there. Yeah, for sure. But I think thread. <laughs> yeah. So before we move on to what you're here to talk about today. So, yeah. yeah. So I was hearing the news about um, Anonymous was hacking into the Russian system and um, how some people were saying that it's kind of a dangerous thing to do right now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everything is uh, intricately connected together and mm-hmm. you could you know, detonate a bomb without <laughs> without meaning
2: to. So what yeah. is what's your take on that? Uh I think that uh we've got you know civilian hacker groups like Anonymous who are taking um a lot of um they are taking advantage of the weaknesses of the Russian systems. Uh I think that a lot of the defense systems are kind of standalone um But I would say that they're mostly focusing on their information systems. So Mm -hmm. the government websites, the defense websites, um, they are hacking into them. They're um, trying to show the Russian people that this war isn't the war that they signed up for. Mm -hmm. It's it's the war that Putin wanted and that Mm -hmm. it's their sons that have gone off to war and that their sons don't even know that they're supposed to be there They're not even sure why they're there, Uh so you can see social media really having a huge impact and the amount of coordination of information that's coming out of Ukraine is kind of brilliant, right, because you've got Zelensky who knows who is a young man he's 44 who has been vocal on social media and saying like i'm out here fighting and people have said that that has more impact than you know a bunch of bombs that actually motivates people to come and fight for ukraine So we're just seeing like this massive influx of social media content going out. We just need to be careful that we're not sharing uh, misinformation or disinformation. Um, We need to be careful of our sources and that, um, especially on TikTok, uh, that we're not sharing things that are going to uh, break the law. So like Mm -hmm. prisoner of war content is you cannot share uh, prisoner of war content um it is really important to stick to those principles of war it it
1: is uh-huh. uh, misinformation is a plague right now it's yes. crazy um crazy. i really loved what he said when um, the us offered uh, offered to evacuate and he's like i need arsenal not a ride
2: yeah because exactly. <laughs> they they
1: want to fight like it's they want to fight for their country and it's very um it's, it's inspiring to see.
2: Yeah. And I think he's a hero of our time, right? Because of his, um, his issues with Trump, and how Trump tried to, um, to negotiate or, you know, use extortion over him, and he just wrote it out. And now here he is and he's saying you want democracy? I'm out here fighting for democracy. Mm-hmm. Like be be a hero and fight for democracy. Like none of this, you know, hiding behind a desk thing. Right. So I think that's super powerful.
1: Yeah. And we're we're seeing a lot of images uh coming from the border over there of people coming out, but just as many if not more going in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the young men um, from 18 to whatever 60 are are going back to to fight. And yeah. uh, so and that's what courage looks like. If you ask me, that's what fighting for freedom looks like, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: not Um, sitting in hot tubs
1: (laughs) and having a good old party in the middle of Ottawa. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's and
0: that's exactly right now. Like they, you know, they felt they were being oppressed and this and that. And Kelly, I don't know if you know, my parents are from Estonia and... Mm -hmm. uh, the communists russia took over Estonia during the second world war so this is kind of really hits home to my mom right now mm-hmm. when you see people leaving with suitcases and all their belongings and being you know having to leave their homes but whenever the uh, i i got i don't I haven't really talked about it but when the truckers were talking about oppression like <laughs> Sitting in hot tubs, jumping on bouncy castles and having a sauna wasn't being oppressed. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: France. but if you are taking a city under siege for three weeks without any consequences, not freaking one arrest done, <laughs> not one bullet fired, like, you know, that yeah. is not oppression.
2: No. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway. And I
2: think that's that's really interesting. I think the, the juxtaposition of what happened here versus what's happening in Ukraine. Yeah. And I remember... You know, at the beginning of everything um, in the trucker convoy and just seeing like the links of disinformation Uh um, from Russia and the amount of bot activity we were seeing, we knew that they were focusing on disinformation in Canada. Uh We knew that, like, there was such an ominous feeling. There was a feeling of, like, you felt sick to your stomach because you knew that people were being manipulated. Uh And then um, to see, you know, people get really angry about it. But then you see people like Lauren Bobert um, in the American Congress who are saying, let's invade Canada next. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like the disinformation has just gotten so wild and it's it is. like they're really playing upon people's vulnerability right yeah. now during a pandemic and they're exploiting, they're exploiting people and it's just not right. Heather says she fully, fully agrees. agrees. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and it's uh, it. I don't know if you saw the restaurant in Sarnia this week. You probably saw it. Yeah, who, who right under their French toast had a big thing mm-hmm. about Putin and how um, and she spelled it Putin. Yeah, <laughs> almost. And um, yeah, yeah, like I mean, you look at this, and I'm like, what planet are they living on? Like how. Yeah can you actually believe that kind of stuff? Like it's, it's, it's to me, it just, uh, I yeah. just don't get it. But
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so you focus on the positive and you take the little joys of every day and you try yeah. to, you try to adapt and you try to be there for people who might be suffering a lot more. Like you were saying, it's like your parents are probably experiencing a lot of trauma and PTSD from. Yeah, my mom season. definitely yeah really is, it's yeah. so hard to to go through those motions mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah
1: yeah anyways um so you're not here to talk about war or about convoys today you're here <laughs> to come and talk to out to us about um new projects that you have ongoing yep. um from neighbor space
2: yeah for mm-hmm. sure so uh currently working on this project that um kind of spun out a holiday sparkle Um, holiday sparkle was um it was really enjoyable while it lasted but it didn't last very long no (laughs) because ironically you know we wanted to put it in the downtown to eliminate you know emissions and people driving and things like that but with that we had a different kind of weather pattern um, so we, we struggled a lot with some of the infrastructure and whatnot, but, um, we did have a successful three nights of holiday sparkle and we raised some money for local charities. Um, but out of that kind of came the idea of developing these spaces in communities, um, that are very makeshift. like the pods that are in front of the Cornwall Square, you know, those are shipping containers, they're sea cans. um, But essentially creating like a prefab sort of shipping container that can come decked out with like all kinds of bells and whistles, like a a farmer's market set up, a cafe, you can you can rent e-scooters you can rent e-bikes from them you've got remote work pods like you can do all kinds of different things with these spaces that are essentially uh recycled shipping containers um currently working with a team out of toronto and calgary and a couple of cities that are working on like the branding and the design and the actual uh prototype of our first um our first shipment, and essentially, uh, we will be launching this in the summertime. Uh, we have a few cities that are currently interested, and uh, last week we were invited to a conference in Paris nice. to talk about um, the opportunity to create these 15 minute cities. Um, and if you go to our website, there's a video that talks about 15 minute cities. Uh, it's a neighbor space with a U.ca. And uh, we want to promote the 15 minute city, which means you can get to your basic essentials within a 15 minute walk or bike ride. And the idea is to reduce emissions, um, to create community, and to kind of expose people to the opportunities um, for, like, reuse, recycle, um, and the circular economy. So we do intend on uh, using as many um, sustainable parts and materials as possible, but we will work with communities to come up with how we want to design those pods. So, uh, communities will be able to go online and customize their own um, neighbor space, and then uh, we will ship them out and all they have to do is unload it and they will be solar powered um, and they'll just have a lot of like really cool features that will encourage people to you know, go outside and like find out what's going on in the neighborhood and maybe buy a few fresh veggies and fruits or, you know, go get a cappuccino and uh, check out the little free library that's there. Like we want to create this space that kind of accommodates different demographics across the community.
1: So would these go like uh, um, in a park sort of like it is at the cornwall square right now where you'd have more than one in in one area well Yeah, yeah the
2: idea is that it would be one shipping container that would uh have a lot of different sort of pods inside that you would pull out and we would have your setup but there would also be awnings um and lights and signage and things like that and we would have the opportunity for muralists to paint murals on them, just like the way the city has done as well. But essentially it's more of like a turnkey solution mm-hmm. um, and really promotes that 15 minute city where um, you want to get people out of cars. Um, and the latest, you know, IPCC report just came out this morning about climate change and we're in a lot more I know. trouble. and it's like, do we have time to sit around and talk about, you know, these massive changes that might take a decade to happen? We don't have that time. Yeah. So It's like, this is a quick solution. And um, I am going to start a, um, a crowdfunding campaign to uh, offer one to the Centertown residents in Ottawa. So we'll start a crowdfunding campaign because we wanted to do something to bring the communities back together, but also a place like of hope and like giving uh, the neighborhood back to uh, people in that community. Right, right. So Mm -hmm. that's one way we're gonna get in front of people is like telling them like, this can act as a way to put, um, you know, to heal a community, but also just for like everyday families and friends to like gather and enjoy the outdoors with like amenities right there.
1: Yeah. I I, I really like that because um like you said the, the, the report came this morning and and uh, they're saying that uh, every one tenth of a degree might be the one tenth of the degree that is a point of no return.
2: Yeah. And
1: um so that's really scary. We we need to act and, and I'm guilty like you know, we live in Cornwall. I am I am right downtown, like a little bit outskirts of downtown, but still yeah, like almost down. <laughs> um, yeah. downtown. Um and, and and everything is like walking distance and, yeah. and more often than not, I will take my car to go, you know, shopping. And um so I, you know, I'm guilty of it. We need we need to try to do better and um yeah, I use I, our I, legs I, more.
2: It's good I, for you anyways. Yeah, it's difficult when you're like, you're exposed and you're used to it. Um, I remember, you know, being in a place like Nicaragua, where you drive around and uh, like, they're just living in like a climate change hellscape. And like, how are they surviving with little to no resources? And yet we're all up here acting like You know, our our gas prices need to be low and we need to be coddled into like getting on a bicycle or walking anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think we really, really need to look at our habits. We need to start scaling down and we need to stop with that mentality of like keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like um, everything we consume moving forward is in full knowledge that it's all, you know, becoming less sustainable so like we all need to do our part we all need to like go out and make the effort and that's why i love uh, the local fill. because like julie over there it's just incredible like what this little store does but it also changes mindsets and what i'd like to see are like bigger grocery stores doing that whole, um, you know, reusable packaging thing and like being more innovative and showing people that you don't need to be consuming so much. And I just think it's such a North American issue and it's something we take for granted. And, and, and we have so much,
1: um, we have so much resources with technology. Like I was seeing um, an app that was developed um, that they're using in Montreal for uh, like, purchasing the the food that is about to expire. You can sign up to this app and I want to see this in Cornwall. Like I I want that. I would use that. I always go to like, that's my first step. When I go into whatever Walmart food basic, I go right for the rack that's about to expire because such great deals and they're perfectly usable. So, you know, we have to um, stop thinking that a, a, a fruit that is bruised just a little is no longer... Because we're in a consumable society where we just want to, you know, yep. take, 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 and 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 it's it's yeah. a bad it's
2: it's a bad state of mind. Yeah, I read this statistic the other day that said we end up wasting twelve hundred or sixteen hundred dollars worth of food a year. Wow. So I mean, that's a lot for a family who is just getting by. So I think we really have a lot more work to do. Um, I'm hoping that I can start to change people's minds with this new idea of like putting sort of um, repair cafes into neighbor spaces. So showing people how to repair things before throwing them out Mm -hmm. Um, and having, you know, electronics people come in and show people how to repair iPhones or having someone come in and show people how to repair clothes or um how to repair furniture. So I think there's like we used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we just throw it out. And yeah. yeah, we try to not do that in our household as much. And yes, we do drive, but I am an avid cycler and um I'm hoping to uh bring an event back this summer where we do friday night rides um and promote mm. cycling with youth um, so stay tuned for that okay yeah that's and, a good idea and yeah.
1: while we were backstage you were talking about something uh called circular economy
2: yeah so you want to talk about that a little bit sure the circular economy is a growing economic opportunity for people all over the world Uh, We have a really strong circular economy in Cornwall uh, that is being heavily promoted by the city. Uh, I believe it's Angela Parker and the river Institute lead Mm -hmm. um, are very heavily uh, engaged in this. And it's the same idea of the local fill. Like you go in with your containers and you refill everything. And she keeps track of all the data right on her door. She writes down how many bottles. Um, they've saved from the landfill and it's like little things like this that makes such a huge difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you go to, you know, say serendipity, you go to a gappy and like a lot of fashion is so wasteful, right? Like you've seen the, the huge landfills in India and all over the world where they can't get rid of all of this clothing. So, uh, a lot of companies now, um, there is a website or a platform called Trove and major companies, I believe Stella McCartney or um, Patagonia, like different companies are learning how to recycle their clothing and remake it using these recycled materials. So you're seeing this whole circular economy thing where we don't want to waste things, but fashion tends to come back. I mean, we're watching that with the nineties revitalization right now. So you're seeing like vintage stores downtown, um, that, you know, are promoting clothes that we were wearing in the nineties and the the, mullet is having a return. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, you know, people need to realize that they don't need to buy new, that there's a lot of opportunities for them to promote circularity. And uh, one way we're doing that is myself and my uh, co-founder, Chatney Hearn, is we have an electronics uh, tech rental website where we rent out tech. Um, It really started with virtual reality. It's called poptronic.ca. And essentially for every, um, we do rent out devices by the week. And we want to promote circularity because people might only need a device for like a weekend project or just to try something out. But we also give people the option of buying the device once they realize that they want to keep it. Mm -hmm. And what this says is it actually deters people from buying things and letting them sit and collect dust, but it also deters people from buying things and then returning them. So if they could you know, keep them, uh, we do end up planting a tree for every device we sell. Okay, nice. Yeah, so we wanna promote that circularity in tech. And as someone who works in tech, I I do have a day job. Um, I do work for a big tech company, but I also teach uh, teens how to code. So I teach teens across the US, um, black, Latino, and indigenous. So I've spent most of my days um, you know teaching remotely and it's just been such a joy to work with these kids for the past 2 years that uh, I don't take things for granted. So yeah, lots of stuff in the tech world.
1: <laughs> so um, I'm curious about something you said about planting a tree with every device that you sell. sell. So do you partner with somebody? How yeah. do you plant a tree cuz I'm I'm thinking you know what I should do that. Like yes, I'm in, I'm in printing, right? So even more so, I should no, even sure. more so.
2: Uh, Tree Canada, they um they will partner, and I talked to the RRCa about this. Uh, the Raisin Region Conservation mm-hmm. people, and they said that they partner with Tree Canada. And what Tree Canada does is they say, okay, well, you um you need to make a minimum amount of a donation per year. So the minimum amount, I believe, is $2,000, but I believe it's like $5 a tree. And so you do need to make a minimum commitment, but I always see a minimum commitment as a really good thing, right? Because we always need more trees. You're invested. Um, And then that way um, it does go to the RRCA and it's planted in, you know, the way that it needs to be planted and taken care of and things like that. Super interesting. Wow. Some
1: so businesses, if you uh feel like uh, contributing to uh planting trees, this is uh
2: <laughs> yeah. For sure.
1: Awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Kelly?
2: No, not really. Just uh I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um I'm grateful to be in this community and surrounded by so many thoughtful and empathetic people, and like just proud of like all the work that everyone does just to move us forward. And hopefully, we can keep up that momentum even during the darkest of times. Yep. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Let's try to keep the positive outlook and uh, support each other. That's all mm-hmm. we can do right now. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us. We wish thank you the best you. of luck with your your uh, your Poptronic and and your uh, neighbor space. Thank and you. um um, we'll talk to you soon. I'm sure. Okay. Thank you. Have, Have a great day. Night. You too, Kelly. Bye. Bye. That's awesome. Like that she leg. had me. She had me at coffee. <laughs> yeah. Coffee shop. Like, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So just to re- just to recap, so they
0: set up this pod, just like the ones at the Cornwall Square, and they put it outside or around a neighborhood, say. Yeah, but from, say- what,
1: from what I gather, it's going to have like several um, parts to the pod, like instead mm. of, like it'd be a bigger pod, then it, it could have like several um, area, like a library nook and a coffee shop mm. and in one pod. I, yeah. I think that's what. That's what she meant, but yeah,
0: that's um, what I got. And they place this pod in in well, she, at first she said in, or, in remote areas where they don't have all this
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it could also be in a, in a neighborhood where it's just going to bring people together. Yeah. Like she in was a, talking about Ottawa. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. In a park or something where people can come.
1: Yeah. It'd be great to have something like that in Lamoureux Park. Like, I mean, those pods that are at Cornwall Square, I would love to see that all throughout Lamoureux Park. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Like having because, little pop up shops uh, every yeah. weekend that change and, you know, it's kind of neat. Yeah. I thought that was a really
0: good idea when they did that because mm-hmm. there's so many little places that we don't even know about that pop up there, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is the website, neighborspace.ca.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you can go read all about it. And then for the electronics rental, it is poptronic.ca. So you can go and and check it out. And uh, I like what she said about like the, the, the circular economy, you know, yeah. like we, we, I'm, I'm guilty, like a hundred percent guilty. And the the food waste, like I've, Touched about it on this show before, and my family is like so against leftovers. It's uneven. It's not even really? funny. Like, oh my gosh! If I make something, it has to be eaten the same day. Otherwise, it's it's not gonna get eaten. My oh they my they God. can't they can't do leftovers. Like they they hate leftovers. I've been trying to force them on him to eat them lately. Like I've been a little more forceful and just you know. But, well, often um, often
0: we like. Well, I mean with the two of us, there's all kinds of stuff left over. And then one day a week it's just that is leftover the meal day. leftover day. My mom yeah. used to do that too. So
1: Well, that's what I it. do now. I tell them, you know, you know, um, you we have this, this, and that pick, you know. Oh, unless yeah. it's leftover pizza. That I have no problem with, you know. Oh, they eat that. Leftover pizza they'll eat yeah my uh
0: my theory was always against wasting because of the fact like i say with my my parents how they had to when when they were small that there was no food when they were like leaving mm-hmm. estonia there was barely any food you know and um that's why i i do not like wasting food because well, of i that don't like fact. wasting
1: food either i was uh i wasn't i was raised like we were not wasting food yeah in my family it was like it was a big no-no with my dad like um and food and anything like you know we we didn't waste anything and uh i find that kids these days are so easy to oh. like they break stuff they just throw it away yep they they you know they break an iphone they expect a new one you know? yeah, yeah. Or, it's crazy uh, an xbox or whatever and yep. like, uh, yeah. yeah, I make him. I make them work for it. Like uh, my son, I bought this popcorn machine. Oh, by the way, if you want good popcorn, man, I bought. No, I, I didn't buy. John bought this popcorn machine that is a big old round thing, and it's got a spinner in the middle, and it just it 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 spins, and it's got this big dome on top, and oh. you put like the butter on on top, and it melts as the popcorn pops. Like wow. it makes the best popcorn ever. Anyways, Mateo was working with this machine and he, he there's a little spinner in the middle and he broke the little motor. Like he broke oh, the spinner. No. I had it for two weeks and he broke it. Oh I'm like, okay, we tried to fix it and it was not, you know, not fixable. So oh. had it worked. Had him work for it. Had to buy another one buy and had one. to work for it. Yeah. Oh. But you know, where does that end up? Like this piece of metal that is no longer working where does that end up in the landfill yeah or wow. whatever
0: well uh, she was talking about the clothes too like serendipity agape salvation army i am everything wearing,
1: i am yeah. wearing thrift today this yeah. is a yeah. nice little number from from a thrift store
0: yeah i don't remember the last time i bought anything full price me at a, a me regular too. store because i would prefer to go to the stores and support like Serendipity supports Maison Baldwin House, Agape supports a soup kitchen, Salvation Army supports, you know, the food soup kitchen too. So you're, you're buying something to support these organizations. So that's where I start off. If there really isn't anything that I need, then I will go elsewhere. But usually I can find, find what I need at the stores, and I feel good about helping somebody and recycling a piece of clothing. Yep.
1: absolutely absolutely Absolutely. yeah all right well i think it's just about time for
0: Actually, I forgot to tell you, I did send you a picture of all the fu- all the uh, stuff we're test tasting today in one piece because I cut everything. You have half, I have half. Can you pull up that picture? Where did you put it? Where did you send I it? I shared it to your Facebook chat. Let me see. And your comment was yum. Oh. It was the box.
1: It was there. a while ago. Let me see if I can find it. It was Saturday. Oh my Facebook is just not oh here it is.
0: Yeah because it's good to see it in one piece I forgot to ask you.
1: All right so let me share my uh, screen. All right
0: yeah so that is all intact. I thought if we both had that much to eat this morning, it would be too much. So Mm -hmm. we have it half of everything.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have a strawberry cupcake. We have a carrot cupcake. Mm -hmm. We have a white pecan and banana cupcake. And then we have a pretzel salted caramel brownie. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, that was kind of, I had to get that because I like anything salty. and (laughs) Salted caramel is one of my favorite flavors in the whole wide world. And it looks so good. Yep. All right. So which one are we, we're going to save that one for last.
0: Of course. We (laughs) can start with the banana white pecan.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me. So. We
0: have that side. And then we have that side.
1: So you can see
0: the bananas in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I'm going to stick it on my nose. I bet you anything. And I don't have any paper towels. So it will be interesting.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. One, two, three. Oh.
0: I've got it on my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So So it tastes like a buttercream on top. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite... It's quite heavy, but it's really good. Mm, I don't find it that heavy. Mm. It's good. I'm trying to put it in my mouth without getting it on my glasses, my face, and everything else. All (laughs) right.
1: Banana pecan. Yummy. Very good. Very good. Oh, hell. I'm going to have another bite now since you had another bite. Now, I do have to say, I picked these up on Saturday, Saturday
0: afternoon. It was about four o'clock, um, about, yeah, they close at four. They're so still I went, very moist. Yeah. So she said the trick is to take the box and put saran wrap around the whole thing and then put it in your fridge. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. I did. Because I, when I dropped them off to you yesterday, I was kind of worried in case they were dry, but they are not dry. They're not dry <laughs> at all. It's super moist. Carrot? That is the
1: other one with the white.
0: white. Oh, it this I can't believe how moist they still are. Yeah, that's very so moist. There's the side, mm-hmm. and inside you can see it's really good, really moist. Okay, one, let's go, two, three. Mm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. No, I shouldn't have worried about the uh, the dryness because they're super moist.
1: You know, I'm not a fan of carrot. And this is so good. It is. I'm really not a fan of carrot cake. Yeah, this is really good. This is really, really good. Like the spice she put in there. Mmm. 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 <laughs> that is lovely. A lot of mmming going on. Yep. But
0: I'm I am glad that I gave you half and I have half because I would have eaten them all.
1: Yeah, they're really yummy. Yeah, mm. even
0: even the uh the top part
1: is again All it's right, good.
0: last strawberry. One, pink Stra- strawberry.
1: Strawberry's got little beads on top. That's kinda
0: yeah, little cute. beads. And then inside and then, it's got little strawberry bits.
1: Well, you got them. I well, got they, none. You got it. them all on your side.
0: They are in there. <laughs> All right, let's so go.
1: Strawberry, one, two, and three. three. Oh my goodness! Mm. Again, it's nice and moist.
0: Wow. Hmm. Yeah, they're very good. You can taste the strawberry. Yes. A lot. Yeah, even mm. even in the pink topping okay so i worried for nothing you They're did super, super moist and we didn't even say where we got them from I oh will give, give a little shout out it's very sweet and it's 11 second street west
1: your daughter is on she have, said have you girls tried mr puffs said, are you kidding katrina <laughs> like i had them last night again oh like, my god julie so you've had them like five six fifteen times, times like We've tried Mr.
0: Puffs, and then I can't stop eating them. Like it's oh, Katrina, I was good. I only tried
1: them once, but Julia, no, she's not good. She's there nope. all the time. No, nope. my my hips have taken about two inches since we've tried Mr. Mr. Puffs.
0: Yeah, they were awesome though.
1: Mm. They were really good. Okay, so which one is your favorite cupcake? I have to say the carrot cake. Me too. So me would be carrot, banana, strawberry. Yeah. Yeah, because the carrot is really, really moist. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Okay, and now we try this. This is the one. This, I think this heavenly how I, thing.
0: This oh. is the pretzel salted caramel brownie. Oh, oh God, that looks so good. Again, that's why we only so have heavenly. heavenly.
1: So heavenly. All right. Katrina says, "I wish I can order from Cornwall Restaurant." i miss miss village village diner diner the most yeah that is a good breakfast there all right one two three
0: holy Mm -mm -mm. oh my goodness
1: it is uh it is really good (laughs) oh god it's so rich it is Mm, one bite and you're done i
0: don't think so i'll have to have a second one all right, you're twisting my arm. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. really good. The chocolate is kind of oozing out.
2: Mm. And then
0: you've got what is that bottom? The
1: base is, uh, it's like graham crumbs. I think so. Oh my God. This yeah, I is think so it heavenly. It
0: is. It's really good.
1: But it's so sweet. Oh Lord. So yeah. sweet.
0: We'll have to have coffee now. Mm. So, the cupcakes are $225 each. The heavenly square is $325 because there's a lot more in it. So yeah. It's, it's worth it. And, like I said, she, you know, even if you pick them up a day or so before you eat them, she said you can actually wrap it in saran wrap, the whole box, and put it in the freezer until the day that you need, you know, you take them out a little bit before you need them, a few hours actually. But um, it worked. Because they are super moist. So you can check out Fairy Sweet. Like I said. At 11 2nd Street West. Phone number 933-7040. Or check out Facebook. They're under Fairy Sweet Chocolate. Mm -hmm. Closed Sunday and Monday. Saturday open from 10 to 4. And they do stop baking around 2 o'clock on a Saturday. And Tuesday... To Friday, they're open 10 to 5, and they stop baking around 3. But you don't even want to know what time they start baking.
1: Oh, I'm sure they start like 4 in the morning. or
0: 5, yeah, depending on what they've got. So basically, everything is made from scratch. Everything is baked fresh every day. If I
1: worked in a bakery, I (laughs) no doubt legit would be like 500 pounds.
0: But you know what? You might not be, because if you see it day in, day
1: out, you might. Oh, be, I don't care.
0: You would still be. Oh,
1: yeah. I would be eating that stuff all the time.
0: Not. I that. don't know. I don't know. You might get, uh, you'd smell it all day. You'd see it all day. You would have to taste
1: test it, but who knows? Of course. Yep. All right. It so it is February 28th. Oh, do we grate them? So I'll I'll, I'll give my carrot cake a 10 and I'm kind of surprised because I would never give a carrot cake a 10 carrot cake carrot cake cake, um, muffin well cupcake was a 10 for me Mm, definitely then the banana I would give um, 9.5 I I think I'd go for
0: maybe an an 8 on that Okay, wasn't my favorite, uh, but you know what? I prefer the uh, strawberry. Strawberry. I would go carrot, strawberry, and banana, because again, yeah. I find this is nice and moist. So that one would see get the a nice. the strawberry. I would give an eight too. Okay, and I would give a nine. So yeah, yeah,
1: and then the um, um the brownie, twelve out of ten. Okay, um, honestly, I think I would give it a nine. I like it. It's it's uh, just a tiny little bit too sweet
0: <laughs> I still I still like it
1: very sweet If you
0: need that uh, quick chocolate
1: fix that's your go-to yeah absolutely all right well that's good very good so I was saying it is February 28th tomorrow is March 1st and tomorrow is the end of a lot of things in Ontario so oh,
0: yes yes yes
1: no more vaccine passports Mm -hmm. to go in restaurants starting tomorrow um i think the capacity is increasing as well in um settings gathering settings um so i'm not sure like i I forget what it is i think we're going back to full capacity in a lot of settings tomorrow i think So, so It will be interesting to see where that goes.
0: But mask wearing, you still have to wear your mask.
1: Yes, except Alberta, where your daughter is. Where Katrina is. Is um doing away with all that now. So
0: Katrina, how do you feel? I hope she's listening.
1: I'm not are sure you, if she's still there. Yeah,
0: are you planning on still wearing your mask or not wearing your mask? I know I would still be wearing mine.
1: Yeah. Um I would, I would probably too. Like I, um, oh, she said, I don't go out much anyways. No, she doesn't. But so
0: when you, you, like she does go to the grocery store, but I'm sure if she's like a mom, she'd be wearing her mask.
1: uh Uh, Uh-huh. Mask are mandatory in all public spaces, workplace and places of worship. However, mask requirements... Okay, it's not the latest thing, I don't think. Anyways, um, where are you talking?
0: Here or Alberta? No, I was
1: looking at Alberta. Still wearing Al- masks, though. It's optional for the children in school, but ours still wear them. Wise. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's wise for a little while longer. Um, so for me, when I start, um, because I do Skip, right? I I work for Skip the Dishes, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know when. I think mid-March is when they're probably going to do away with the mask re- requirements in Ontario. I'm speculating. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm thinking that's what they're going to do around mid-March. Um, and I'm like, if I'm working and delivering stuff to strangers, I'm still going to wear my mask.
0: Well, I know we start with the weddings. Our first uh, event is a stag, March 19th. And- we're still going to have our N95s on. We're going to be inside with a whole lot of people. So,
1: so what are you going to do, hypothetically, if a bride tells you, uh, no, it's ugly. I don't want you to wear a mask at my wedding. There is masks are not mandatory anymore. Well, our, ans- our
0: answer will be, well, if we we have to make sure we don't get sick, because if we get sick, we're going to be ruining a lot of weddings
2: mm-hmm. in the next
0: little while. Mm-hmm. So we we can't afford to get sick, Julia. Right. We can't afford to get sick,
1: right? That's a good point. Yeah,
0: because hey, you don't want to get sick. I mean, and give it to anybody else. So, and if you're sick, you really can't go anywhere. So, it's going to ruin a lot of weddings. You can't be calling. Yeah, a bride. but
1: I'm I'm wondering if they're going to do away with those isolation um, things too. Like, I'm I'm thinking that by by the end of March everything's going to be removed if you're sick you're not going to have to isolate anymore i don't i don't think i think they're going to do away with all that i have a feeling they already did away with that in england
0: too there's no isolation so basically it'll end up like the flu some people so, go out if they're sick anyway so
1: when did they remove that in england
0: um f- from what my mom said it it's just recently okay So have you, have they seen any increases or anything? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. They talk to my aunt. My mom talks to my aunt and uncle twice a week. So that came up and I was like shocked that they have dropped a lot of stuff
1: there too. All the mandates. Right. Right. That's kind of um, trippy, eh? Let me see what they're looking like. Hmm. I guess they're not counting new cases either. They stopped counting. There is no count of new cases for the last 3 days in England in the UK. Mm-hmm. I guess they stopped counting. They did that. I too. guess if you don't if you don't count it it doesn't exist, right? Exactly, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's so no more covid in the UK.
0: So basically, I mean, it's not gone. We know that it's not gone. It's going to be around for a long time. So everybody will have to just do whatever they feel is
1: safe for them. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Uh, so, um, so events. Well, I, I need to say that Rib Fest is being planned. Oh, okay. Yay. And it's going to be a full Rib Fest this year. Wow. Wow. That'll be nice. Yeah. Restrictions are being lifted. So everything's going to be normal. That's exciting news. It
0: is. It is. What else is happening? Well, I have a little thing that's going to start March the 7th. It's a Mm -hmm. six-week course, and you might be interested. Learn to read tarot cards, our very own Bride Rose is going to be giving a six-week course. You know, Archery I read tarot library. cards. I didn't know you did that.
1: Yeah, I haven't touched a tarot deck in probably twenty years—over twenty years for sure. Um, I kind of stopped when I was—I I became born again Christian, so I left my evil ways <laughs> <laughs> behind when I, I got get, baptized. I,
0: yeah, but now you're not born again Christian and you're back to your evil ways. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm back to my evil ways. Um, no, I I I just don't know what I believe in. Kind of atheist right now.
0: Well
1: it's th- funny how we go through well, some people never go through phases. They just they have an unwavering fate.
0: Yeah. And
1: go through life like, you know i just when i always believe there's a higher power mm-hmm. still do but um not sure i believe in religion anymore i find that religion is used to manipulate people a lot and uh yeah i mean i feel i believe in god but i'm not overly
0: religious so i don't go to church or anything like that but yes there's a higher power I believe that yeah, like that yeah. I believe there's a higher power.
1: Yeah, well, um, like
0: that. Now, the course, I just want to finish that. Mm-hmm. It is it is a six-week course. Learn to read tarot cards with bride rose. Starts March the 7th at the library at 5.30 in the evenings. First come, first serve. Seats are limited. So you have to register online. Free? Yeah, it's a free course.
1: It's a free course.
0: Yeah, you've got to register at oh, www.library.cornwall.on.ca but it's a free course for six weeks.
1: And I bet you you can buy your tarot
0: cards at the purple broomstick. Yes, and oh my God, that place is awesome. <laughs> I love that place.
1: <laughs> I'm yet to go, I haven't gone yet it's it's
0: so full there's so much in there i just got my last uh last batch of incense there too so i love my incense
1: yeah i should i should go and check it out
0: yeah check it out uh cornwall art hive is now at the library last saturday of each month so basically from noon to one you can go in it's called art for all and you can they they supply the um the uh Oh, my God. The stuff to work with to make your create your art. So check that out. And on the four, uh, third Saturday of each month, Art for All is at the Cornwall um, Cornwall Square from 1 to 3. So you can uh, go make, do art there, too. And you know what? Art art is just amazing because it connects people. You mm-hmm. don't have to be an artist. You don't have to know how to make anything. You just go in and create It's a really nice space they've got.
1: Cool. Um, The farmer's market is starting in the mall, actually. Right? I knew it was, but do they have a specific date yet? I saw something today on Facebook. I would have to find it. Um, Oh, actually, I think it was on our Seeker page. Our Seeker um, page.
0: Okay, I think that's an awesome idea. You know what I found out because I had gone to a couple of events there and the new owners, they are so community minded and they are bringing a lot of things into the mall mm-hmm. to get people back in there. A lot of community events and stuff because you went to some stuff at the um, upstairs, the old Sears. Um. Yeah, during... Um... Christmas. You went to We Three Girls, the Christmas market. Yes, yes, and I did. They've got an Easter market coming up. They've got quite a few events. So, in that space, and then the marketplace had the um, had
1: all the uh, pet organized. Oh, you're gone. Your microphone is gone again. Can't hear you. Um, I did find the um, the Cornwall Market. It's right here. So the Cornwall Waterfront Farmers Market is every Thursday from March 3rd to May 26th from 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at the Cornwall Square. Awesome. Yep. Um, am I back? Yes, you are. Oh, my goodness. This thing is in and
0: out today. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a really uh really nice touch cuz right now it's too cold to be outside. So yeah. it's, it's great that you can go there.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I'm not sure where it's going to be. First floor it says, so Ooh. um I'll I'll go and check it out. March March 3rd is this Thursday, so I'll go so check the it out. Fir- so sure. the
0: first this Thursday. Uh, is the marketplace on the first floor? I think it is. Yeah, that's what uh, It's near the uh, elevators. Marketer. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. it's near the elevators on the first floor. Okay, well, that's awesome.
1: All right, well, that's it for us for today. Hopefully you had a good time. Thank you again for Kelly Bergeron to come and chat with us today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. All right, I'm back. I am muted. Oh, <laughs> you were you were muted oh again. Oh my
0: God. Well, at least it's happening at the end of the show. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so have a great week. On a super duper day. (laughs) Bye for now. See you next week,
1: guys.